meowing? No, I said meow. Okay. Like well, hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to the Movie Dummies Podcast, the podcast where dummies watch movies. I'm Joe, and with me this week is Shannon. Hello. Angela. Hi. And Matt. Hello. We're here to talk to you about some stuff. Some stuff. Matt. Did you watch uh, Foundation? Yes. Mm-hmm. Season finale of Foundation was this past week. Oh boy. <laughs> no, no. Rephrase yeah. that because he was yelling at the TV. No, I want more. <laughs> I think I said something along the lines of, I hate you. <laughs> that too. It was quite a cliffhanger. And it's you know, almost. We only have to wait like a year and a half till next season, right? I know. Whatever it might be, it's whatever it is. It's too long. If it's in three weeks, it'd be too long. I don't want to wait that long. Yep. I gotta say, I is love. First of the season coming. Is there what? Shut up when you talk to me. <laughs> Actually, I think they did get already green greenlit for another season or whatever. They're looking right now as we speak. I hear it. Tink, 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 tink. Apple renewed the series for a second season just weeks after its premiere. Just weeks? Wow. It's a hit. Yeah, it, and it's going to be a time jump to season two, 138 years. So all the stuff that they've they've laid a foundation for in this season Uh. will be... will be like up and running in season two and it's going to be like, okay, well, where the fuck do they go? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Um, yeah. Because like the Cleons, they're... Yeah. All the ones that were alive are dead. And now they're just copies. But they, but they, really he destroyed, they? The he destroyed the material. Yeah. So are they, can they make more clones? I guess we'll find out in a year and a half. <laughs> it's really, they really set it up nicely for the next season. So much going into it. So many different strings that they can pull and go from there. Just even the fact of what happened on her planet wasn't answered. Well, we know it's a wave, yeah. but that's going to be possibly a, a string they can pull. Goodness. Yeah. I want to see a little bit more of Raish's background, too. And I don't think we're going to see any more Raish. I don't, I don't yeah, think so, either. Yeah. Sad. Sometime late 2022, they say. So, Ugh. just a year. Ugh. That's too long. Yeah. Uh, I love what they did, too, because I was really sad when Jared Harris died on the show. And now they've made him immortal too, so he can be in all the seasons. Cause I love me some Jared Harris, man. It's true, I do. I'm with you. Yes. And, and like he was hiding there in plain sight during the entire show. Kind of, yeah. And you just didn't know. I'm also still bummed that he wasn't young Dumbledore. Mm. Well, so 
sorry. I love Jude Law. Is so he like he's a clone of himself? Well, I didn't get that. He's she a program. Like, some... Okay, yeah. He like swallowed micro machine bots. Micro machines. Yeah, he swallowed micro machines. <laughs> like the little plane. I think I did that. And the boats. <laughs> and the motorcycles. Does that mean I'm a robot? And it made him a robot. Dude, could we do that? <laughs> Who are you? Hi, what Britney Spears. Well, think about it. He Y'all remember that when Britney Spears got high and was like, y'all think it's possible to time travel speed when she was talking about, oh. <laughs> she was talking about Back to the Future? I'm sorry. No. I think and say something. Not at all. I don't yeah. remember that she at goes, all. I think you're crazy. Do y'all think it's possible to time travel speed? <laughs> time travel speed? Yes. He's going to oh. find it for us. I mean, I'm not shocked or anything, but... I don't even know what that would mean. I, I'm very confused. <laughs> I meant, is it really... When you take speed and LSD at the same time. Oh, mm. I didn't know there was a definition. Oh, goodness. Oh, she was drunk. <laughs> oh, and he found the clip. I'm sure he's going to send it uh. your way, guys. I was saying, I'm so sorry, that could we possibly swallow something that would take our body and make it into what he made it into. Is that really believable? No. <laughs> you mean like now or like ever? Maybe ever. That's an interesting Maybe in thought. Maybe like a couple thousand years if we make it. Just really interesting. Oh, man. Okay, we don't want to listen to Britney Spears. She's drunk talking to K-Fed. Remember when they used to have that show, Chaotic or whatever it was called? Nope. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I ever watched that. But I, I don't think I ever watched it either, but this is a Drew and Mike standby. They play the audio from it all the time. Mm. Do y'all think it's possible to time travel speed? <laughs> oh man I do think it's possible to time travel speed really alrighty then <laughs> cause why the hell hey, not Brittany. cause you wanna right? you know why not believe the rantings of a mentally deranged person the only thing yeah I take offense to that <laughs> <laughs> The only thing about Foundation that I just want to kind of lay there is the time is all wacky in this show. And it's hard to fathom when and what is happening. And you watch it and you're completely immersed in the show. And you're like, what? what when, when are we? And you're kind of confused because they're time traveling through space and you're trying to kind of figure out what's happening at the same time. So that but none part... of it... Go ahead. I was just going to say, none of it happens out of chronological order, though, right? No, it goes right in chronological order. It, well, after, like, the first couple episodes, it does. We're believed to, I guess, think that it does, though. Right? At least when they laid the foundation of the show. <laughs> it, you know... I, like... There's a, like a really really touching moment in the finale too, where mm. Salver is saying bye to her boyfriend. What's his name? Don't know. Uh, Blue eyes. 
Guy with uh, blue eyes. <laughs> What's his name? Old, I sure look no. Something. Anyways, he, uh, you know, it's a touching moment, and there she's like, "See you later," and then you're just like, "Oh, you know, they'll get, they'll be together soon. It's not that big a deal." And then it's 138 years in the future, and that dude's dead. <laughs> well, he knows it. He doesn't. Like you don't. You're never really sure. But if you retroactively watch that moment, it's incredibly sad. <laughs> it's Hugo. 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 Well, I mean, I guess it's it's technically possible he's alive, right? He could have been into cryo summer. He could have. Probably not, but you know, because he's like ninety years old. So that's true. Or eighty or whatever that they said. Yeah, those that race lives a little bit longer. I guess I don't know. No, they said he went into cryo and came out the same age, obviously. Oh, okay. Hmm. It's an interesting show. It was worth the watch. It's definitely something to get into, that's for yeah. sure. With everything out there. So I'm so glad we finally caught up with you, Matthew. Oh yeah. Yes. Me now too. now we have to get caught up on the morning show, so uh uh-huh. But Boogie, what's something you watched now that you haven't been talking for ten minutes? So I unfortunately didn't really have a lot of time to watch anything this week. I watched some more Castle. I watched some Sopranos with Jason, and that was basically it. Sopranos. Castle and Sopranos. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, I've never really been... watched Sopranos. Pulled to watch Sopranos. I'm not a mob movie person. I don't really like mob stuff. Doesn't really tickle my fancy. Me neither. But it, the things that go on in this show are like, you know, it's crazy. It's just crazy. I like I when do. mafia stuff is included in a show that's about something else. But yeah, I don't like mafia stuff either. Yeah, like how the Punisher took down the right. mob in Punisher. I was fine with that. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, really well written and well acted. Uh, I will say that for sure. Oh yeah, I mean, it was a. Uh, I mean, it made HBO what it is today, so it had to be good. It had to. That, that and Sex and the City. I would say, actually, I'm going to go as far as to say this: The Sopranos basically made entertainment what it is today, and that it's streaming. Wow. Uh, pretty, that's it's a bold statement. No commercials, and it's on demand. Yeah. The progenitor of all of it is The Sopranos. Hmm. Really? Again, I'd lump Sex and the City in there with that because it was just as popular, just with a different audience, obviously, and it happened right around the same time. Yeah. So the Sopranos did it though, because <laughs> <laughs> nobody cares about uh, Sex in the City. Didn't win no dang Emmys. I guess you got a point. The Sopranos won all the Emmys though. Did Did Sex in the City ever win an Emmy? I don't know. I don't want to discount it. I think it did. For what shittiest show on earth? That's what I would have gave it. Come on. Oh come on! I loved that show. <laughs> Shittiest. You should have tried something. Else. It's just, like, just you know, 
it justifiable in my mind Horniness. that Kim Cattrall or... fucking hated Sarah Jessica Parker because I think the rest of America does too. Why? I don't know. There's something about her dumb face I don't like. <laughs> Maybe she's married to a murderer. So, I have no idea. They won. They won a lot of Emmys. Oh, it looks like they they won won. one, two, three, four, five Emmys, but they've been not, they were nominated a ton. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Sarah Jessica Parker, lead actress, costume, comedy series. Let's see. They won for Outstanding Comedy Series, Outstanding Costumes, Directing, Lead Actress, Supporting Actress, Cynthia Nixon. It's definitely a big show. I just hate it. I just don't like Sarah Jessica Parker. I tried to watch it. It was, I couldn't. And I don't know what's wrong with her. Like I'm in my mind, she's. I don't like her at all. <laughs> really? Just yeah. tell us how you feel. I agree with Kim Cattrall. I guess I never really liked the show because I could never relate to any of those ladies. I was like, oh my God, they complain all the time. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Well, I just remember a time in my never. life I was like, you need to watch this. So I watched it and I was like, oh, why do you like this? <laughs> well, you've never been a single New York woman in her 30s. Yeah. I'm good. I'm I heard you the way you are. Aww. <laughs> Oh, Matthew. Hot beat you to it. Aw, Matthew. Late. <laughs> How do we get to Sex in the City? Now oh. show us your dick. Sopranos. Sopranos. I'm like, how do we get there? Interesting. How did we get to Sopranos? Because <laughs> I, I watched it. it. I watched something really oh, interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. this week. Tell, tell everybody about the musical. Oh, I was going to tell them about something else. I watched um, on Netflix, there's a, I thought it was a movie, called uh, Tick, Tick, Boom, uh, starring Andrew Garfield. Anyone Mm. see the preview for it? Probably not. Never heard of this thing. It's an amalgamation of the musical and life of the guy who wrote Rent. So this is his first musical, Tick, Tick, Boom. It's incredibly good. Uh, it's about what's his name? Gosh, I forgot the name of the guy. Hold on, I'm looking it up. Jonathan Larson. It's about a oh, he played he played Roger in Rent. Uh, on the cusp of his thirtieth birthday, a promising young theater composer navigates okay. love. He died before Rent opened. Friendship and the pressures of life as an that. artist. He's the one who wrote Rent. He wrote it, yeah. Gotcha. So yeah. it kind of walks through like the days before his 30th birthday. And it's like a musical movie where they're singing. And Andrew Garfield, holy wow. I well, it's, it's the musical Tick, Tick, Boom is the musical he wrote. But it's also like the guy's life, too, mixed in. Yeah, it's, it's very like interesting. I've never seen anything like it. autobiography. I... I I even went back after I finished the movie after I was sobbing and watched the number in the diner just one more time because it was just and it wasn't very long it was what maybe a minute two not even 
wonderful. A lot of um, theater people uh, made up, I guess, the number in the diner called Sunday Brunch. And again, I didn't know anything about Jonathan Larson. I did not know that he passed away on the eve of Rent being on Broadway. Finally, he made it to Broadway. Well, he it was, was writing before, and not even before Broadway. He died in '96 before it was the still first on time, off Broadway previews. Yeah. So it was like first time Rent was even. It was, it was headed to Broadway for sure, but. It's just. That's it's pretty touching. funny. It's a great watch. You'll have to get a Kleenex box. After deciding on Andrew Garfield for the lead role, but not knowing if he could sing, this is directed by Lin Manuel Miranda. He asked a mutual friend, massage therapist Greg Meal, if Garfield could sing. Meal replied that Andrew had the voice of an angel. After Miranda left, Meal called Garfield and asked if he could sing. <laughs> yeah. And he, wow, he can, can sing. He yeah. sing. But he he looks to me like a like a Broadway dude. So I mean, he does like. Every time I looked at him, I thought Spider-Man, but now I see a totally different image. Completely. It is phenomenal. And there is a part in this movie where he like presents his songs to a theater group, and there are some producers there. And do you remember who that character name was that I asked you? Who's the voice in all the Pixar movies? John Ratzenberger? Yes. John Ratzenberger. He's one of the producers, and he's going on. He's like, well, I really didn't like it. It wasn't very good. And then there's another producer, Bradley Whitford. Yeah, Stephen Sondheim. Yes. And he goes, I actually kind of liked it. And he, like, contradicts everything he says. And it just, it was a wonderful play that just kind of gave him inspiration at that moment. Just the play back and forth. Of, well, well, that number just didn't work he goes actually that number worked really really well and it could have been blah 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 and i was just like i would i would love to see like the actual play to see because the play itself tick tick boom is autobiographical for this guy's life and about his his wanting to become like a a playwright yeah yeah. like a, a musical writer so it's hard to tell in the movie where the line blurred I don't know. I don't know. I saw it. Oliver's like, let's watch it. So we watched it and he fell asleep. Immediately, yeah. And so I finished it. The the music's really good. It's really... Yeah. I highly recommend it. Phenomenal. On Netflix. On Netflix. It's a top 10 right now. Ooh! Uh, to watch. So, I will most certainly be watching that. So definitely... Definitely recommend it, for sure. What about Matt? Did you get to play any video games this week with Joe, maybe? <clears throat> Just Wildlands with me, but anything new? No, nothing new. Um, shame old, shame old. You guys are really obsessed I... with that video game. <laughs> Listen. So after we're done with this, you want to play? <laughs> yeah. Um, I did watch uh, five episodes of Lock and Key, though. Ooh, which season? Ooh. The second season. Aha. Uh-huh. 
What do you think? So I'm at the part where uh, Gabe, op- they open the, she opens the door and Gabe's like, hey, Kinsey. And then it ends the episode. Mm. Oh. Oh. They put all the pieces together and now the last five episodes are going to be like the fight, right? It's going to be no something. Spoilers. It's definitely going to be something. Yeah. You will. The mirror's the second season, like, quite a bit better than the first. Well, it's very odd because the first book, Welcome to Lovecraft, because it's called Lovecraft in the comic book, not Matheson. Um, Dodge doesn't isn't even like fighting them in it. <laughs> it's all about getting Dodge out of the well. Wow. Yeah. And then the second book is more like split between the first season and then season two diverts incredibly from the book. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. The keys work just a little bit different in the book too. So yeah. The keys work a little bit differently in the book. Like in the, in the first graphic novel the first whatever that is six issues I only think they find two keys Wow! and nobody believes Bodhi when he's like I can turn into a ghost (laughs) yeah it's pretty interesting interesting Um, yeah besides foundation I, I don't think I have anything interesting well I pushed through a, another series on Netflix this week called The Maid. It's just called Maid. I don't want to add words to it. The minus. It's the called Maid. So it is, oh, good God. Why am I attracted to movies where I feel even worse inside, like depressed and sad? And, and I'm sure this was supposed to, like, bring me joy in some way, but no joy was given it's about a teenage uh girl who works as a maid obviously because she's undergoing domestic violence uh and she has she's i would say poor yeah she grew up poor her mother experienced domestic violence so therefore she experiences it it's like they're attracted to it and so she's trying to branch out on her own she has a child and be something. Yep. She has a young girl. Uh, I think she's like two. Because uh, her third birthday happens during the series. It is definitely an emotional roller coaster. Uh, there are happy moments. But it, it just. It definitely puts an eye into the world of everyone thinks it's just so easy. Like when I went to work one time. When we didn't, you know, have a lot of money. And I took buttered noodles to work. <laughs> and my coworker was like, what's wrong with your noodles? Like, why is there nothing on your noodles? And I was like, no, this is my lunch. And they're so confused. But yeah, if you watch the show, you will understand that when you're poor. It's called you, a struggle meal, people. You like never she, had one? She opened her cupboard and it was just ramen. Yeah, you're poor. That's all you can afford. Yeah. I mean, noodles and butter is a great struggle meal. It's actually an amazing struggle meal, you know? I mean, peanut butter and saltines is probably bottom of the barrel. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, if you can even afford peanut butter. <clears throat> and just No, like, ketchup and saltines is the bottom of the barrel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I would never do that. <laughs> would you? I remember... I mean, if you, when you gotta, you gotta. I remember... <laughs> I, I remember it. Clear as day. Making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, and I, know what you're gonna I was say. like... I spread the peanut butter and jelly on like really thin on the bread and uh, my mom caught me and she goes, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, what? I'm making a sandwich. She goes, Joey, we're not that poor. <laughs> <laughs> like she, she put stuff. so much peanut butter and jelly on there. Like my mind was blown when I bit into it. I was like, flavor. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. Like, I thought we needed to ration these things because we were so poor. But she's like, I don't know. Like, have some fucking peanut butter, dude. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Makes me wonder what I rationed when I was a kid. Because I came from a farm family. So a lot of our stuff came from a farm. Like, we got a cow. And that cow would hang in our basement. And we would butcher it and have meat and we would grow potatoes and vegetables we would always have a garden we always have like every meal was meat and potatoes every meal it's like i never saw anything else any way you can make hamburger with potatoes i know how to do it with salad you know but i'm trying to think if i did that with anything I don't know. To me, my poor food was cinnamon toast, cinnamon sugar toast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was That's my breakfast. Lots of cinnamon sugar toast. I think hamburger gravy was uh, oh. probably our our struggle meal staple growing up. Mm-hmm. Goulash. Goulash oh, was up gosh. there. Well, I mean, a goulash, a spaghetti, a tuna noodle casserole, a tater tot casserole, those are all like some shit you can throw into a pot real quick and feed five kids. So mm-hmm. we ate a lot of that. Yep. yep. Certainly did. Spaghetti only costs like $2.50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, goodness. And even to drink, like, the only thing in our fridge to drink was milk. That's Gross. Milk yep. or water. You want something yep. else? Too bad. Like, the, the only time we got did the Did you bagel, have well water? We did. <laughs> You know exactly what that means, too. Yuck. Has oh, that yes. taste. It wasn't until, like, right before we moved out of that house that my parents got reverse osmosis, and then finally the water tasted good. <sighs> well, but, at least it happened for you. Right. At least it did. You're right. Oh, But on special occasions when we had, like, a party, like a graduation party, you would see Fago pop. But that was on rare occasions. Oh, what a treat. Yeah. Fago, you say? Fago, yeah. Fago pop. For sure. Goodness. But this show, it's so, like, it's a little bit too real. I could see people who have experienced domestic violence not being able to watch this. Mm. Or people who may relate to the violence in a different way struggle watching this. I struggled watching it, and I never had any uh, of that. I think um, that's probably good that it's there then. It's definitely eye-opening to the hardships. Like, 
especially when you're like, you got to get, she had no place to live and she had to find a place to live and she can't afford a place to live and she can't get food. So she has to get food stamps. And they're like, well, to get food stamps, you have to have a job. And she's like, well, I don't have a job. And it was literally a circle of the toilet. Like there's nothing. It's like they purposely don't want you to ever lift yourself off this toilet lid. At least that's what it feels like. That's how it is. It's reality. The show did end on a happy note, which I don't know if it will get reviewed, like renewed in another season. Um, We'll see for sure. Would it be okay if it never got renewed? Does it tell a pretty good complete story and you're happy with it? Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. Overall. I don't think there was any like big names in here, like Ploy Saran. The girl who played the main character, she's getting acclaim. Andy McDowell's in the show too. Yes, yeah, she's the crazy. Is her mom. face all fucked up? Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. That poor What's woman. What's going on with her? Well, she wanted to stay young, so she butchered her face. Ugh, that's horrible. Horrible, horrible. For sure. Welcome to Hollywood. That's why I'll always love Diane Lane. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm never fucking up my face for this job. <laughs> I'll just play an old lady. Gosh, I just read an article on Paul Rudd who said that when he moved to L.A., he was so poor that uh, he pulled a mattress out of the dumpster. And he's like, ooh, free mattress. And he mm. slept on it, and he said he woke up with red bumps everywhere, and he goes, I probably gave myself bed bugs or had bed bugs or something bad. He goes, but I didn't care. It was a mattress. So I kept sleeping on, sleeping on it. And I was just like, ugh. Ugh. Now he sleeps in baby fetus blood and steals their youth. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only explanation. Yeah. Uh, Maybe he has a blood boy. Or he has, um. what is the foundation people? Where they're stored away, just ready to cryo. be plucked. A cryo. Oh, you're saying that he's got clones and he just wakes a new one up every year? He's a clone man. Well, he's a national treasure. How about that? He is. He is, for sure. So I'm curious as to how they depict the domestic violence in the show. Is it subtle, or is it like it's always depicted very heavy-handed? It's actually more... unrealistic. Um, it's not, like, physical. Uh, he is a drunk, and when he drinks, he'll yell and scream at her, uh, push... Like push her, uh, he'll throw things. It sounds at her. physical. Um, like push her as like get up in her face and she'll move and she's against the wall and she feels like she's pushed. I guess that's a great way to put it. Um, but he'll control her. He because she had a child. Uh, he said, "Well, you stay at home. You take care of our daughter." And mm. he took away yeah. her car. He took away her phone. And so she was living in a trailer taking care of their child and he would come and go with people. Like he'd bring home beer and he'd bring home girls. Um, I don't think that's part of the domestic violence. I think that's just I mean, an it's, asshole. it's all part of it. It's um, definitely all part of it. Yeah. It's definitely it's, part of it. That's the, that's you know, textbook. That's textbook. Yeah. Controlling every aspect of that person's life, making it, them believe that no one can help them, 
cutting off all their ties to people who would help them if they knew stuff like that. Well, I guess yeah. a lot of people see domestic violence as some guy like physically beating a woman, and that's yeah. not always it. No, it well, abuse yeah, is rarely abuse. ever. Yeah. Well, violence is different. So, but like domestic abuse, though, is is all sorts of things. Sure, but the even to this day, the picture that most people have in their minds is is you know the overbearing, loud, violent man just beating the tar out of a mm-hmm. his partner. That's just. Unfortunately, or fortunately, that's actually a, a small percentage of violence right. that occurs. Exactly. More frequently, it's it's psychological, it's mental, yeah, the, it's the emotional abuse. abuse. There. And a lot of times, there's a lot and, of men who are abused, too. Mm-hmm. And they don't understand what's going on. Oh, absolutely. So that's how grooming works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they hook you in, and then, and then you're just, you, you know, because... You know, it doesn't start usually right away. You know, right. they, they love bomb you and they make you feel good and, and all this good stuff so that when the abuse starts, you have this baseline but he's of such a, good, a good relationship. Right. Like, I know it can be good. And he's just having a hard time at work. He's yeah. just having a hard time with his family. He's just reacting to the situational thing and it'll get better eventually and then sometimes it it is better sometimes it'll be flowers and that old guy will show up or that old girl will show up and uh just for a minute just to make you believe like it's you know you're reeling in fish you're you let a little slack out you tug it again you let a little slack out yeah exactly and it's so hard to break away from it and it's i I appreciate the effort has been making to to make these more realistic. Yeah, I mean, there needs to be awareness too. Yeah. I mean, spreading of awareness of this stuff will definitely help. And I really think, like, our in our education system mm-hmm. in public school, we need to have a fourth core content of therapy. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I mean. You know, the the effect of domestic violence on or domestic abuse of any kind on children growing up is, is profound. You know, they say that being exposed, even as a baby, for a short period of time can alter the way your brain develops. And, Absolutely. And, and impede the your ability to function normally. And not just that, I mean if you are if you are aware that there's no stigma involved in taking care of your own mental health, if you are aware of warning signs of abuse, perhaps you won't become victim to it. But because this Absolutely. is in, in this country, mental health issues are a hush hush and to be ashamed yeah. of. Um so, you know. And like a and women letter. are still, and, and women are still shamed for yeah. living in those types of environments. Like, why doesn't she just leave? Well, she could have just left. As if that's it's not that how point. it works. No, right. I mean, you know, we experienced 
cars in our childhood and it still didn't prepare me for, you know, the different types of domestic abuse that can exist. And it probably set us up for, to become victim (laughs) of, of different types. I mean, I mean, I knew what the traditional, right. You know, angry, it's not this, it's can't be abuse. Mm -hmm. I saw saw abuse. And I ended up, Right. And I ended up a victim myself of a much more subtle form of coercive control. And and it's still, you know, it was a decade and a half ago and I still have issues dealing mm. with things. You know, it, it's just it's crazy how little awareness is out there and, and how easily you can fall into the trap. Yeah. If you, do, if you aren't aware that it's there. You know? Right. And it really does a good job of that. So I could see why it might be hard for some people because of that realistic perspective, so to speak. Like they might just have their own aha moment because there are moments in the show where you're like, what the, what are you doing? Cause she's making lots of bad choices because she, she's human, right? She keeps going back sure. or you know, she Well her self worth has been tied to this man. Yeah. So it is definitely a great piece. Sociopaths of... are a different breed, man. It's you gotta Oof. like they'll make you think a certain way, they'll make you feel a certain way. It's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Well, the interesting thing is is these types of things anybody can be a perpetrator of it. You don't have to be a sociopath, you don't have to be yeah. malicious, you don't even have to be you know, you can just simply be insecure, have low self-worth yourself, and you can find yourself a perpetrator because, you know, they they call them insecure reactors. Essentially, yeah. what it what it boils down to is if I control every aspect of your life, then you'll never leave me. Yeah, they have to bring yeah, I just their call partner down to their level. Mm-hmm. And they, they no, they do feel guilt about, you know, the harm that they're causing their partner, but they don't but they just don't know any other way to be. Those types of people can absolutely get, you know, therapy and raise their own self esteem and, and learn how to not behave that way in relationships anymore. There's actually a really great book out there written by uh, an investigative reporter out of Australia by the name of Jess Hill called see what you made me do and <laughs> she dis- she right and she discusses the different types of perpetrators and and you know what but you know how they come to be and she deep dives a lot of different stories and uh you know from people who have experienced it and she talks a lot about the um, child welfare, um, friend of court type aspect of it, and it's it's eye opening and dis and disheartening and sad. But I, I highly recommend anybody read it. It it's mm. it's a tough read. It's a tough read for sure, but it's worth it. And there's a lot of really good information. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's something I picked out from the show, the 
the guy's always like, well, I'll get better. I'll do better. You know, and he's dependent as much on her as she was on him. And she just said it like, no, I have to look at me. I have to fix me before I can even help you. I can't help you. You have to do it yourself. Ugh. Yeah. I've seen an interview with um, a sociopath, and they were talking about because they had gone through a recovery or whatever of, you know, what they were doing. And they're like, I have to be careful who I talk to because I will see people that I can take advantage of, and I will be way tempted to take advantage of them. That's very Dexter like. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. I want to kill you all, but I have to live by the code. pretty wild yeah so that was something else i watched this week <laughs> <laughs> i did get through the entire season though i finished the whole thing they're like hour long oh it's a what was, was, it it was a movie for some reason no it was a series series huh yep um, looked good every time Netflix. i saw like previews and stuff on it for it i was like oh it's a tv or it's a movie i don't want to watch right now right and i had it in my list for a long time and i was like well, not a long time, but I kept looking. I was like, okay, I just need to dive into it. Just need to dive in. Yep, and just try. Just try. So, they're hour long, and there's ten of them. Hmm. Yeah, because, you know, you're not bombarded right now with all these Christmas movies popping up, so I don't want to watch a Christmas movie until Thanksgiving happens. Love in Nantucket, or whatever the fuck Hallmark just said. <laughs> no, they have The Princess Switch 3. Now. On Netflix? Oh, yes. Stop it. I am not kidding you. I'm like, now she's a blonde. Anyways, so... I didn't see Princess <laughs> Switch 1 and 2, so I'd probably just be lost. I watched the finale of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Ooh, tell mm-hmm. us more. How was uh, that? It was touching. You know, I actually I watched it as well. It was the, the last heist, right? Yep. Hmm. Yeah. It was touching. touching. It was a nice, beautiful way to to end that that show. show. Yeah, but you know, um, I understand. Sure. Like with the the social climate to try to make a cop show that's a comedy anymore is because no everyone's just all up in their fucking feelings about everything. They can't, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Just stop for a minute and have a couple of yucks. And it's been eight years. Yeah. It'll be fun to see what all these people go do next. I'm hoping that there will be some more um, Lonely Island stuff coming out now that Andy's so busy. Um, You know, MacGruber 2 has still got to be made, so... Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I think it it got shifted from a movie to a series, though. I don't know. Let me look that up. But... I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch it without Kunth, though. (laughs) Dieter von Kunth? Yeah. A person. Yeah, played by Val Val Kilmer. I heard him Mm. interviewed pretty recently, and his voice sounds almost back to normal, too, so that's nice. That is nice. Good for him. Good for him. Fought cancer and won. Gotta love those stories, for sure. Mm. Oh, nope. It's a 
series? MacGruber 2. Will Forte shares details. It's a TV show, hopes to shoot this fall. So, Whatever gives me more oh. Will Forte, more Lonely Island, I'm cool with. Absolutely. Will Forte's the best. Uh, I think I'll jump off that boat. You guys, go ahead. MacGruber's so funny. Shore. <laughs> you don't like Will Forte? Tug! I had a hard time watching that one show with him, and it was okay. The it last man on earth. Because of the girl that was in that show that kind of got me through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like Will Ferrell. He had to like grow on me. And he's Forte. Not, I'm still. I know. Oh, I thought, never mind. My bad. My bad. Like, I still have a hard time watching some of his stuff. Yeah. Will Ferrell? Will yeah. Ferrell's not always a hit, though. Will Forte? Oh. He's got I a wider range. I'll give Will Forte that. He definitely has a bigger range of things. It seems like Will Ferrell's always in, in these weird, weird comedy movies. Now, what? Watch, uh, watch the Shrink movie, the Shrink Next Door show. The, who's the in Will that? Ferrell stretches? It's Will Ferrell and Will Paul Ferrell. Oh, yeah. Watch uh, him stretch his legs a little bit. He's, oh, he's a great actor. Um, he's a great actor, uh, uh, and he's good with drama, like drama stuff. Too. Yeah, he's not just I, comedian. He's, I really he's funny. Enjoy. To me, he's funny. Like, uh, I mean, he's a comedic genius. I can't take that away from him. But I don't know. Sometimes it feels like he's trying too hard. Mm. That's probably true. Um, some of those, you know sillier things absolutely but i don't know like i i really like stranger than fiction i know that's yeah probably not a popular choice but i I really (laughs) yeah Yeah. and he does a really good job in it yeah but i think he also fell victim uh, to the jim carrey disease and that people don't want to see him do you know be an actor they want to see him be 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 more funny homer simpson would say you do funny thing Probably, but I think they're. I think the tide's starting to change. And yeah, you'd think it would have. You think because there are a lot of people who are comedians. Like, I mean, Eric Bana had to move countries to change his career. So, I mean, it's it's kind of fucked up what people will their expectations they have. You yeah. know, because he's a world yeah. famous comedian in Australia. <laughs> but you'd I never mean, know that looking at his movies here. I know. No, I I had no idea that that was the case. Because he's a brilliant dramatic actor as well. But you know, um, they you know Pat Morita wasn't. They weren't yeah. even going to consider him for Miyagi because he was a comedian. a comedian. Yep, I remember that. Hmm. Yeah, shame. People get pigeonholed. Yeah, for things. But, you know, the stigma will die down. Because it used to be in the 90s, it was like, and before, obviously, if you do movies, you don't do TV. What the fuck? Like, and if you're in TV, you can't do movies. Like, you. Mm-hmm. You're only a TV person. Nowadays, everybody just does whatever the hell they want because there's no there's no medium anymore other than it's on a screen, mm-hmm. really. Right, yeah, everybody's watching. Yeah. What, Matt? 
I was just going to say, you could do TV and movies so long as you don't do TV anymore after. Right. All right. <laughs> you cheated on me. Can't come back. Mm. Did you watch anything else, Joe? Yeah. Yeah, I sure did. Uh, I want to talk about, like, I started following this YouTube channel, but this guy oh. called uh, <laughs> Uncle Roger. He got lost. That sounds gross, but continue. Well, it's a comedian, stand-up comedian guy in London, and he's an Asian dude, and I don't know his real name, but he started kind of doing a bit where he hams up a Asian accent. Mm-hmm. And I bet that goes over well in this climate. He's Asian. Okay. So. I guess it went over well. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna leave it there, uh-huh. and he plays a yeah. character named Uncle Roger. And Uncle Roger reviews people's food. That they make. And he's very funny. Like, he, it's funny as hell. But I almost feel like I've watched a few dozen videos now. And I'm like, should I be laughing at him? Because <laughs> he's doing, it's not his voice. It's not his real voice. Right. So I'll just You know, feel, I've sh- actually wondered, I, I've thought that had that question like is it still racist if somebody of asian descent does what we would now consider consider a racist well stereotypical right that's mm. a stereotypical accent a la mr miyagi i think it kind of would is we racist. now consider that racist well yeah because it's, we're it's, laughing it's... at it for a reason right china man sound funny <laughs> But that's not why he's funny. He's not funny because of his accent. He's funny because he's fucking brutal. <laughs> right. He'll say things like, you have a peanut allergy? Why are you so weak? <laughs> You're a vegetarian? Why you don't like happiness? You know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it's and he's funny. He's legitimately funny. And, you know, there is a lot of Asian culture things where he's like, uh, we crush... He says, what do we crush garlic? Because it's kind of like uh, Chinese parents and their children. It's never good enough or something like that. No, <laughs> or no we you put, use, we so, use much. so much garlic, it's never enough. Just like yeah. Chinese parents feel about their children. And I'm like, that doesn't hit me, but I'm sure it, hurt, it hurts somebody. <laughs> Out there. <laughs> like, ooh, I feel that in my bones, Uncle Roger. <laughs> I happened to watch one of Uncle Roger's episodes where he's watching Jamie Oliver cook fried rice and I'm quite upset now too as he points these things out like it's not something I first notice you just watch someone cook something you're like I never thought about doing it that way well this guy's making fried rice in a nonstick pan and he uses everybody knows who Jamie Oliver is correct Yeah. yeah yeah he uses olive oil and he goes Olive oil is white person oil. <laughs> and uh, so that's the first thing. And he goes, why is he not using wok? Wok, Chinese fried rice. Wok. He's using frying pan. And then he cooks the green onions. He goes, green onions is garnish. Not, yeah. you don't cook that. And then it, it gets worse. Like, I can't remember what he does. And he goes, why? Why? Oh, he's breaking up tofu. Oh, my gosh. He he goes, the fried rice is too wet. 
you can see your reflection in there. If Mulan saw this rice, she would start singing. <laughs> oh, jeez Louise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and then during, you know, Jamie Oliver making his fried rice, he goes, you know, the fastest way to do this is to use prepackaged rice. And he just stops the video. He goes, I don't know if I can keep going. He goes, would you go to a restaurant? And they say, we serve you ramen. And that's okay with you? He goes, no, you make rice. It's leftover rice. He goes, not what oh, rice. You didn't even miss the best one. There's a, a lady for the BBC cooking show who didn't cook the rice all the way. She like cooked it halfway oh, and then strained oh it in a colander. Which is why he kept making those oh, colander dude. jokes. Oh. And he's like, what is wrong with you? Why would you strain <laughs> rice? And then she strains it in the colander, and then she rinsed it off with water. <laughs> oh, jeez Louise. <laughs> brain exploded. Oh. Exactly. And you're like, what are you doing? No, no, no. No package. Yeah, it's. he's funny. He's like, really? He's funny. Yeah. It's. I don't know. I want you guys to watch Uncle Just Roger. Watch. Just watch an Uncle Roger video. I would suggest uh, him reviewing the BBC Cooking Lady. That one's really <laughs> funny because he goes to her house later. Ouch. And then she goes makes, to her house. Yeah, she makes fried rice in front of him. Well, she invited him. And then they go oh, visit okay. Chinatown together. <laughs> it's. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And now he calls her Auntie Herschel. <laughs> Auntie Hersha. Hersha. Here's her name. Yeah, it's it's really funny. And like the video where he goes to her house, he goes, I go to fried li- fried rice lady house. <laughs> That's the name of the video. Jeez. Oh, yeah. But we just watched the uh, one where he cooked he cooked fried rice. Yep. And it, he's actually maybe. good at it. So he's got for a stand up comedian. He's got a, a leg to stand up. Yeah. A Michelin star chef tried his fried rice and she said it was good. At least he's not just making fun or nothing to back it up. Right. Oh, but. Uh, <laughs> Uncle Roger on YouTube, guys. It's it's definitely worth the watch. Uh, I, let me know if you feel like it's uncomfortable to laugh, though. I don't know. We'll see. Um, the last thing me and Shannon watched, we watched the first episode of the new Netflix series. It's an adaptation of the anime Cowboy Bebop. Yes, how was that? <gasps> oh, fuck. I was supposed um, to watch that. You still can, Matthew. I... It's surprisingly like a mixture of... Well, yeah. It's, it, that... If you've ever seen the anime, you understand. It's... And I have not. It's like part film noir, part western, part um 70s exploitation going on it's almost it, it's very good the action in it though varies i don't know how you feel about it shannon yeah i i don't know if it's the stunt coordinator i don't know if it's because when john cho is doing stuff with like the stunt team, everything seems to go fine. But when like one of the other main characters is involved, things slow down, mm-hmm. and everything's more telegraphed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's I don't know if that's purposeful though. Like the girl that just got introduced at the end of the first episode, I don't think she can hang with no 
doing the action. I don't think so either. Because everything goes really, really slow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where it's not like that earlier in the episode. So I don't know. Yeah, you don't want that. I didn't notice it too much I until mean, you pointed it out. Put a put the stunt performer in and have the stunt performer do it at that point and just fucking CGI her face back on because like it's uncomfortable sometimes. Well, he's so good. Yeah. He is. Yeah. And if that's all him doing that stuff, amazing. It, well, it's all close-ups too. I mean, and yeah. it's not it's not shaky cam cutaway action. It's more martial arts, Asian cinema style mm-hmm. action. So it's him doing all of it for the most part. And he got ripped to do this show too. You can tell. So What's this? John Cho, you it's know, the oh, Harold. Gotcha. Cowboy yep. Bebop. <laughs> But, you know, he's done action. He was in Star Trek. He did action mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. He sword fighted. When he karate kicked that dude into the vent, which is dope. It's like, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Kill him. <laughs> he, is, it is it jousting? Is it jouster? Is it jouster? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> he has I emotion is confusion. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> what the hell is she talking about jousting? Because on Star Trek... They asked, oh, do you have any fighting heels so I can fight with a Fencing. Sword? Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> jousting. jousting is, you literally is said he sword fought. Did you think is sword fighting was jousting? I got confused. We watched a whole movie about jousting. Yes, we did. In Shannon's defense, jousting is just sword fighting with a horse. And it's big. Burst. Except you don't sword fight. You stab <laughs> each other with a lance. I don't get what's happening. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. At least trying to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped talking now. Oh boy! So that's all I have. So I, I just remembered a show I watched one episode of. Ooh, uh, tell me more. The Wheel of Time. Oh, the Amazon show. How is it? Uh, good so far. Um, they are advertising the shit out of that show. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it's kind of brutal to begin with. So, oh, really? See where it goes. Like yeah. brutal, like Game of Thrones, or brutal, like it's hard to watch. Uh, yes. Oh, oh so it sucks. <laughs> oh, what? you said it's hard to watch. No, no, no it's uh, it's just, it's brutal. Um, there's this one point where a yeah, I don't I don't want to give it anyways any spoilers just in case you do decide to watch it but brutal like guy... vicious action or brutal like yes. it's horribly made no vicious action okay brutal like bone tomahawk yes ooh rosamund pike is the main character set in yeah, there's an epic a scene fantasy where... world there's a scene where one of the guys uh, accidentally like hatchets into someone, and it just, yeah, yeah. love it. Accidentally, accidentally hatchet yeah. somebody. Oops, that's yep. what I want to see. It slipped. I would probably do something like that. Oops. Okay, I'm gonna add it to the list. Hello, watch list. See you soon, know. bro. Sitting right next to Solo. Keep an eye out. Four. Keep an eye out for Shannon when you guys are camping. <laughs> He's got a hatchet. Yeah. We don't have a hatchet anymore. We have a rubber mallet. 
No hatches Perfect. allowed. <laughs> you could still kill me with that. It makes sense. My son has um, inherited my weird clumsiness. He threw a frisbee at someone and just whacked them right in the eye. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> happens. Yep. Like Forrest Gump said, shit happens. <laughs> what voice was that? That <laughs> was Forrest Gump, of course. Duh. I said it before I said it. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Your mama sure does care about your schooling, boy. Well, we're excited to hear what other people have watched. Yeah, I'm excited to watch more Dexter. Sunday nights, baby. (gasps) Our children just did something bad. Uh Big old loud (laughs) slam-a-dam-a-ding-dong out there. That's Q4. Bye-bye. I think it's time to start wrapping up, I think. Yep. There's... Ooh, I'm excited for this week. We have the week off of work, so we're gonna be watching the Woo-hoo! the hell out of some stuff. Um, it's a holiday week, so it should be fun. Maybe I'll watch Wheel of Time and see the brutal hatchet job. Maybe. Yeah, let me know what you think if you get to that scene because I thought it was pretty brutal and yeah, I love it. So, guys, let us know what you're watching. Hit us up on Instagram at Movie Dummies Podcast, and we'll engage with you there. You can always leave a voice message for us, too, if you follow the link in the episode description. But, yeah, until next time, I'm Joe. I'm Shannon. I'm Andrew. I'm Matt. And remember, take your mental health seriously, guys. It's important. It is. Self-care. for you. Uh (laughs) don't joust or sword anyone okay or ask them (laughs) that's my advice from Shannon whoops I didn't mean to do that (laughs) 